0: Uh, Welcome, everybody, to What's Up Fandom. My name is Josh, and I am joined once again by Jason Simpson. Hey. Nick Wolfhard. Hello. And Adrian
1: Petrick. Me.
0: Uh, And uh, it's our second uh, Star Wars talk. So really what I wanted to talk about this episode was how did you guys really get into Star Wars? And then we're going to go into uh, a little bit later, what is your favorite Star Wars? Like, what what's your favorite of the films? Like, do you it's, do you like that prequel trilogy? Do you like that original trilogy? Do you like that sequel trilogy? Or are you more a fan of the Ewok adventures? Uh, do you like the in betweens? Like, do you like the stories? Like, what's like what's your jam? That's that's what we're gonna be talking about this episode. So uh, let's let's kick it off with uh, the youngest among us, uh, Jason um so how, how'd you get into uh star war uh
2: one of my earliest well my earliest memory my wow his earliest membrane my earliest membrane <laughs> um was of seeing uh a new hope in the drive in so i would have been two-ish maybe closer to three um i have i have some they're fading now, but memories of sitting in my dad's car watching that. I don't remember any of the movie. I just remember the scrolling titles at the beginning. But um, from that point on, uh, toys and uh, getting watching the movies as much as I could, whenever I could. Going to my cousin's house and they had some sort of super channel or something in the early 80s, whatever that was. And it was just on every four hours. So we watched Star Wars, you know, six times a day kind of thing. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun growing up with that
1: nice
0: uh what about you adrian
1: uh for me it started with uh so i've got two older brothers they're seven and eight years older than me um and of course they were they were into star wars but they had uh, we had um vhs tapes and we probably owned like 10 movies and um, and I still do this to this day. I just always like having movies on in the background when I'm doing anything mm-hmm. else. There's so just always a movie on my TV. Um, and uh, and it comes from being a kid that, well, you know, I'd play with my toys whenever and something would be on. But there wasn't a big selection. There was no Netflix back then. We had the Star Wars trilogy. We had the Indiana Jones movies. We had Commando that was taped off of Super Channel. Uh, and then like Thunderball and uh, Great Escape and whatever. Anyways. Um, but uh but so i remember you know you being a little kid and playing with the 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 newer toys hadn't come out yet in the 90s you know in the mid 90s they they were on the special edition the toys were re-released right? yeah the um, and everybody did,
0: was really buff
1: yeah everybody was super ripped um i remember when those came out that was a big deal but uh i had all my brothers hand me down beaten up all the cockpit lids were missing <laughs> of all the vehicles but i had all of the you know the the 80s guys and I would just sit there and watch it and play and play. And then, um, you know, that was also the golden era of those video games, like X-Wing and all those started to come out. And um, so I just started to live and breathe it. And that's like my imagination, you know, some kids it's, it's cowboys and some it's medieval fantasy and all that stuff. For me, it was all day, every day, Star Wars as a kid. And then that just grew with me.
0: Nice. Uh, what are you, Nick? That's awesome.
3: Um when I was a wee lad, uh, my dad bought the Star Wars trilogy on VHS. Um, I think it was the set, actually, right before the remastered special editions came out.
0: Uh, the 97. one with uh, Roger and... Ebert, where he's doing the thing with George yeah. Lucas at the beginning? Oh,
3: it's, a, it's Leonard, a, Leonard Maltin, actually. Oh, Leonard Maltin, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I knew it was a film yeah. person.
3: Yeah, and um, I remember that I, as a little kid, I get maybe I was just too young for it, but I, Job of the Hutt scared me, first of all, <laughs> uh, as a little kid. And, uh, and I, I watched, I, I think I probably like watched them all and I liked watching it with my dad, but I wasn't really into it um, until episode three came out. And I saw episode three in the theater twice and I completely just fell in love with the entire series. I oh. went back and, cause I watched episode three, I'm like, wow. How did, this all, how did this all happen? What led to this? So I went back and I watched the original trilogy, which I absolutely adored. I watched episodes one and episode two, and I started to watch some of the uh, cartoons. I think I actually watched Star Wars Clone Wars before episode three, but I, I'm not sure. Um, but that is how I uh, fell in love with the series.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I was a Star Trek kid growing up, so like to me, like Star Wars was like yeah, they were cool movies, um, but I wasn't like I liked them and like I played with the toys, but it wasn't you know anything super great for me, uh, until until the prequel trilogy came out, and I remember uh, a friend of mine, his dad was in the Navy, and he took off and stood in line and got like ten tickets for Episode One. For my family and his family and so we all went uh like i got taken out of school to go see episode one uh when i was a wee pup and i remember watching that and then like falling in love with star wars because this was my star wars so like that prequel trilogy like has a special place for me um and that like Mm -hmm. took me on this you know into the books like especially when you know attack of the clones came out i read any book that had like clones as like the main characters, that was all my jam. Like, yeah, them having like creating their own names. Like, there was an ARC trooper who was like A N dash eight, and so his name like was Nate. And I'm like, that's clever. So like, <laughs> I loved all those types of books. Um, mm-hmm. and yet playing, you know, played the Republic Commando games, like that Django Fett bounty hunter game like Star Wars Bounty ahead, Hunter, where you're there, just yeah. Django. That's such a good game for the PS2. Um, yeah, I, I loved it so much. It was it was so much fun. And then, uh, I don't know, I got back into Star Trek, I guess. That was kind of <laughs> like my, my Star Wars yeah. kind of fell off for a bit. I,
3: I remember now, there was one more thing uh, I remember was Battlefront 2 just came out uh, around the same time Episode 3 did and I played a ton of Battlefront 2. I had it on my Xbox and uh, the PSP, and I'd play it with friends and it was so fun. The original Battlefront 2, the new Battlefront 2, the new Battlefront 2 is like really good now. Like they did so many updates for that game and like so many new modes and characters and stuff. It's like, it's different, but like the new Battlefront 2 is also fantastic. So, yeah, like nice. that, yeah. I, I
0: liked I like Battlefront too because I mean like you you were basically the clones. That was the entire storyline. You are yeah. like the five hundred first. Yeah, like I like I played the crap out of uh, the first Battlefront, and I would just play as the mm-hmm. clones because like this their story mode was like you start off as like the Federation, and I'm like I don't want to be the Trade Federation. I don't want to be a <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Who wants that? And so like I would only play Galactic Conquest. Um oh, yeah. that was just like the skirmish thing. And I will yeah. always remember that guy at the beginning be like, In Galactic Conquest. And then you, you that was like the beginning of the story. I'm like, I loved it. Um <laughs> and you, you there was a part where you could just like take over a world and be like, mm, I remember like I hated playing on Kashyyyk because there was so much water and it was so big and it was so slow. So I would just be like, I would wait and be like, mm, take over Kashyyyk, boom, just take it over. I don't want to play there. <laughs> so like those were like those were fun for me. Um it, who was your favorite uh character uh growing up uh, Adrian
1: Oh man okay G- growing up who would have been my f- favorite um I was uh I was always a Han Solo kid like I was always I just thought I don't know I I, I always uh uh liked the um I don't know if anti hero is the right word but that scoundrel that kind of rogue Kind of archetype has always been my favorite in Mm -hmm. any movie. Um, But yeah, I just loved Han Solo. I I always just kind of wanted to be, uh, because I I mean, like, I identified most with Luke, but I think that's why Han Solo was my Mm -hmm. favorite. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because, like, I'm not Han Solo. I'll never be that cool, you know? Yeah. You were
0: more of that kid who (laughs) likes to go and pick up power converters and everything like that. Well, yeah, at the Tashi station.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I can waste time with my friends when my chores are done
0: um what about you nick
3: um probably anakin he he appealed to the uh he was introduced into my life at just the right time he he really appealed to the uh the edgy 2000s kid in me <laughs> uh you know he likes to likes to you know like be like kind of like a daredevil but he'll also like you know sometimes like freak out when when things are clearly not like you know fair and and um yeah, and he's made even better in, in Clone Wars. But I also I also really have a soft spot for Luke and Obi Wan. I think Luke is uh, I mean Luke is obviously fantastic. Obi Wan is too. Um, but I think I'd probably say uh, you said you said growing up, right? Yeah. I think well, Luke was growing I think uh, Asho- Yeah, yeah. I think probably Anakin, Luke, and uh, Obi Wan. Ahsoka's in there too, but and Yoda, of course, Yoda. Yoda, yeah, and and Palpatine. I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot, <laughs> but those are the main ones. Yeah, Ahsoka. The the five are uh, Palpatine, Yoda, Anakin, Obi Wan, Luke, and Ahsoka. Those are those are the ones. My favorites.
0: Uh, I, I think for me, like it was uh, growing up, it was Obi Wan. Just cause I mean, like mm-hmm. when when Episode One came out, like I like young Ewan McGregor. I was like, man, uh, that's my guy. So like I that that's when I I tolerated Jedi. Um, so, like, yeah. I, I liked, like, I read all those old, like, Scholastics, uh, uh, Jedi Apprentice books with, you know, it was, like, uh, oh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. I loved those books.
1: Oh, yeah. I, those I
3: read were, those. Two, those I were the best. I read,
0: I read that, too. Yeah, I love those books. And it,
3: it went into, um, Obi-Wan training Anakin mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, it was so I think so they did good. a second book.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then, like, I, I kind of. Books. And Obi-Wan had, like, a oh sorry go ahead oh well i think that was the whole thing with like obi-wan it was like he didn't think he was going to be a good enough jedi and so he was going to have to go up to that like weird planet where they send all the the, like the planet of misfit jedi where it's just like a space colony and they try it like it's like on some like barren moon and they try and like grow crops using the force and i'm like this sounds terrible (laughs) like he was afraid he like qui-gon didn't want him he was gonna have to go there and i'm like bro i get that that's that that would be a very tough life.
1: <laughs> and the Jack in the Box from Rudolph's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Nobody wants what the Jack is. in the Box for a Jedi. they were like
0: there. There's a, <laughs> there's like not like not even Padawans up there. Like people who were like, yeah, we don't even want you. Like no no Jedi like no Jedi Knight or Master wants you as a Padawan. So they just ship ship you up to you know stupid space rock. Uh, and then then I then I moved didn't into like, Obi Wan. Oh. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry.
3: Oh, I was just going to say, didn't Obi-Wan have, like, a rivalry with, like, another kid in that book, and he accidentally killed him or something? Yeah,
0: it was a thing. Fun, fun. I mean, it happens. You know, you kids. uh, (laughs) You sleeping in these weird, like, catacomb alcove things where the Jedi just randomly put children... And, you know, sometimes you force some Porsche, push somebody off and they die. It happens. <laughs> uh, but then I got oh, into yeah. like, the, like the young Jedi Knight stuff, which was like the, uh, the Jason Solo stuff. And that's where ah. like Han and Leia's kids. And that's where I really got like really into it. Like I love Jason. Cool. Cause even, at a, even as a kid, he was like, like, yeah, like being a Jedi is cool. But sometimes, sometimes Jedi kind of suck. And we should be able to do different things in order to get better outcome, outcomes, which may yeah. tur- help, you know, helps him later when he becomes Darth.
3: I don't remember something or
0: other. If, I, don't I feel remember. like Ben
3: Solo was, I feel like Ben Solo or Kylo Ren was definitely He was partly inspired by Jason. I mean, he was, yeah. Cause he started um, off as a Jedi became a, became a Sith. Um, doesn't
0: get killed by a sister which that, that also broke my heart so much. Like he turns back. He's like, everything he did, he did for his family pretty much. And then he's like, oh, I'm back. I'm not, e- I'm not evil anymore. Like I've seen, you know, the error of my ways. And then his sister's yeah. like, yeah, but you're still evil. And he's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, you are. And she kills him. And it's <laughs> like, why? Yeah. He was okay. Ah, uh, man, fun times. Uh, what about you, Jason? What about yeah. you
2: uh, growing up? Uh Darth Vader. That's it says of a lot.
3: course Vader.
2: Um <laughs> Darth Vader, hundred uh, percent. And then a uh, very, very close second uh, would be Boba Fett. Um my two the two most thrilling moments for me in my entire Star Wars experience, and this is gonna be a spoiler for those who haven't uh, aren't caught up on the latest Star Wars viewing.
0: Uh, the se- season two is ended by the time this episode comes out, so oh, okay, that's their loss.
2: Um, huh. this the, the scene that I've watched over and over and over and over. It's only it's only like a minute of screen time is is uh, at the end of Rogue One when Vader clears out that entire hallway of um so, dudes. Yeah, it just the the ventilation you hear and that saber lights up, and that was my I mm-hmm. I just I became. Uh, you know, a 10-year-old again. It was so incredible. And then, of course, the last episode... Me and my
3: uncles... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Uh, The last episode of Mandalorian, or last week's, um, when uh, Taimou Morrison shows up, and you just see Slave One, and you're like, yes! And and, uh, (laughs) Boba Fett shows up. I was screaming in my living room. I had goosebumps. I was probably almost crying. I was just so excited to see that character again in action, so... Those are my guys.
3: Cool. I I, I remember me and my, we were in the theater, and me and my uncle's jaws just like dropped when we saw that that Darth Vader scene happen.
2: Oh yeah. Um, Ditto.
3: We weren't expecting that. We weren't expecting that to happen. Um, everyone in the theater was like, "What is, what is happening?" <laughs> the,
2: I went into Rogue One sliding. not knowing anything about it. I, I wanted to, I wanted yeah. to know nothing. So I avoided everything yeah. I could, and uh, my goodness, that mm-hmm. was. I, I almost felt my heart yeah. stop. I was so excited to see Vader like that.
1: I, my, my. I, I love
3: movie. the part. Sorry, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I, oh, I was just, I was just gonna say, I was, I was just gonna say, um, the, the part where, uh, like that part where the rebel is like, uh, you know, we gotta get out of here. Open the door. Open the door. We gotta get this, uh, this disc through um and then darth vader shows up and they're still like trying to open the door and then eventually the dude comes to terms with the fact that all right i'm not going to get out of this alive so he's just like just take the thing just take it just take the d- data disc and he takes it and he just gets slot what happens again like Vader you see the, stabs co- the cam- his lightsaber through the door yeah
2: camera moves to the other side yeah. and the guy's against the glass and the saber goes <laughs> rolled through the door that's so awesome
3: yeah that's what it is yeah I
1: just, which yeah uh, i remember that now. I yeah in that same moment when, when Vader, you know, after he, he ignites his lightsaber, and he just does one, like, foom, and all the blasters just fly past him. Yeah. yeah. That's, That's when you're like, amazing.
0: oh, guys, we're done. Like, and he does this. You're done, you're done. He does this, and
2: the dude, like, shoots up to the bomb. ceiling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's a great moment really... like that
3: in um... – Oh, oh, I was, I was just uh, – you go ahead. You go ahead.
1: No, I, I was just going to say I, I, I really, really – Really, I know there's there's all sorts of stories of oh, Tony Gilroy was brought in to re kind of jig parts of the third act of Rogue One and all this stuff, but I really think Gareth Edwards deserves way more credit than he's been given for what I thought mm-hmm. was was a movie, on the whole, that's just an excellent film, but also has some of just my favorite moments in Star yeah. Wars throughout. Like I, I remember so my yeah, I mean the, there was that moment, but the moment that also I remember like getting a heart getting like my my heart in my throat and and almost tears in my eyes with a with the score and everything all at once when the rebels come out of hyperspace yeah. over Scarif and come to the rescue yeah. and like cuz you like the tension was really high and 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 for the first time in a long time in a Star Wars movie you know i i felt and of course ultimately we see like the heroes could die
2: you know what i mean like
1: like yeah mm-hmm. You know, in the prequels, we know for the most part of the main characters who was going to live, who's going to die and all. And I was just sitting there and there was so much tension. And I just had this like, oh my God, they're here. Like it's the that moment of relief of like the cavalry, like in Lord of the Rings when, you know, at the end of uh, Helm's Deep when Gandalf yeah. shows up. I had that same Starting like goosebumps of like, that's heroism. Like that's, oh my God. And they just nailed it. I... They just nailed the direction of that.
3: I I think I know exactly what you're talking about that that there I think I felt the same thing when that dogfight fight was happening like I remember just like I was I was smiling the hardest I've smelt, uh, smiled in a long time and I vaguely remember just like tearing up a little bit I don't know mm-hmm. why. It just, yeah. it, my body just reacted that way. And and then the, trent, the trench warfare scene on, on Scarif. Oh my God. That entire oh, yeah. third act is some of the best content in Star Wars, like, out there, in my opinion. Because it's a war. It's an actual, like, star yeah. war. Like, and the hammerheads. Act, yeah. Forget
1: that the guys who take the Star Destroyer down, like, by, by you know, by ramming into it. Like, yeah. it felt By landing like, on it. Yeah, yeah, by ramming yeah, into like, it. it. It was like watching Dunkirk or something. Like, mm-hmm. it really, like, it just felt like... Oh my yeah. God, these guys are... And then, you know, when you see the... the, When the camera zooms out eventually and you see the Star Destroyers colliding with the gate and exploding, that frigate's still there, like, uh, attached to it. So those guys went down with the ship to yeah. do that. And it was like, yeah, I don't know, and just th- that moment and then the moment of that I thought, you know, everybody always kind of goes, ah, Disney, Disney, Disney. But Rogue One is the Disney era, and that moment of Cassian... And um, uh,
2: and Jin on the beach mm-hmm. with a uh, mushroom cloud like, coming towards yeah. them.
1: With the mushroom cloud yeah. coming towards them was so unbelievably powerful. I I couldn't believe yeah. that they were allowed to do that. I thought yeah. that was just so powerful. I,
3: yeah, I'd say that Rogue One is probably my favorite uh, Disney era Star Wars movie. I think uh, probably yeah. I'd I'd say Rogue One's my favorite Disney era movie
0: well they, they do of, a, a they do another good thing in that in that whole scene too like when the when the rebel fleet shows up they also hit you with that nostalgia too when they're like here's red yeah. leader here's porkins here's you know wedge here's Bit." like they just did like, porkins start show showing... up I, didn't they they put porkins, did porkins in
1: there, show they? up i thought i don't maybe I, I don't
0: maybe they did a call out
1: but i, I maybe I liked, they didn't give I, him a oh, different I, name I, <laughs> I loved that 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 inclusion, and the coolest thing was um, not Red Leader, but Gold Leader. Gold Leader, yeah. His, Gold Leader, yeah. His, the original actor. No, Red Leader's in it too, but he was um, he that actor's passed away now. Yeah. Uh, So so it was purely unused, you know, footage and whatever done. But Gold Leader, the Y-wing guy, he's he's still around, and he re-recorded the dialogue because he's the one you hear him say like approaching the shield gate. Mm -hmm. Or whatever, and he they actually got him to record the dialogue for that. Was that like, um, the original actor? Like that's so was cool. was,
3: was that Ewan McGregor's uncle or is he Wedge Antilles? I don't remember.
1: He's Wedge. I know, He's Wedge. Yeah, yeah,
3: Wedge is Wedge is Ewan's uncle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they yeah. brought Wedge back for uh, the last film, didn't they? Didn't they bring Yeah for like White two or three in, seconds? In, in <laughs> he was on Skywalker? screen.
3: It's literally like blink and you'll miss it, but he's, he's there for like a split second. Yeah. Yeah. Like I
0: think Poe's like welcome back old timer or some, I don't know, some Disney dialogue, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Uh, I I agree. Like I, I think, um, uh, movie wise, I think rogue one of this new one is the best, but I don't know, like any, any time, like I, I really liked the, the, the Ben and Ray storyline in the sequel trilogy. Like, I thought that was really good. Yeah. Like, like leading I thought up, the, um... uh, going in from, like, Last Jedi into Rise of Skywalker, I thought that was really, really good. Um, that was my best, mm. that was the thing that I looked forward to. Like, of all of Last Jedi, that was the only thing that I took away from it. Like, I didn't really think that movie is worth anything after that. Um, without those scenes and shirtless Kylo, I was like, eh, none of this really matters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you know this is kind of the same thing with uh uh rise of skywalker like i don't like the rest of that movie is just kind of it's kind of flat until like except for that dynamic that's going on and
1: the first one force
0: awakens mm-hmm. i i don't know i i just didn't I, like it
1: i i i'll say like for I, from, from, from my part what um oh sorry man um uh what i um what i liked I, I agree. What I thought the sequel trilogy did well is I did actually, I enjoyed the main sort of uh, mythological sort of story arc for the most part. I think this all started when I was complaining about Rey's, uh, Ray defeating Palpatine at the end and the way she did it, which really bugs me. Um, but uh, but for the most part, I liked that aspect of it. What I didn't like about the sequel trilogy for me was that um and 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 rogue one sort of the opposite is in the sequel trilogy the galaxy just felt so small yes like it just felt like i didn't feel like there was this big wider thing it just felt like uh i don't know like it, it, it just every single planet in it was just a barren planet with a little you know outpost or something oh. on it or wherever and and you didn't get the sense that there's this big wider war going on really like it always just felt like the rebellion was like or the resistance was like 12 people and and i get it why like story-wise to build tension and whatever but it just it just never felt like in star wars you had these 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 heroes but i also felt like there was this infinite galaxy moving around them with Politics and you know, conflict, and and Mandalorians got that feel too, right? Like, I just felt like the sequel trilogy really lost that and it became a little bit superhero movie in that sense. Um, anyways, that's this. That's my opinions.
3: Um, I I will say that I think Kylo is my favorite character of the new trilogy. Um, for sure, yeah. Adam Driver does like a fantastic job, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I I think probably one of my favorite things about the sequel trilogy is not just Kylo's relationship with Rey, but also his relationship with Han. Because one of the big thing, one of my favorite scenes of that entire trilogy is that scene where, right before, spoilers, right before he stabs Han Solo, uh, he's like, he's like breaking down and he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm, I'm just, I don't, I want to come back, but I don't want to come back because like Han essentially abandoned him. Like he, right? Like he essentially ran away. And he does still think
0: that Luke was about to kill him too. So I mean, that doesn't really. Yeah, there's that him, as yes. well.
3: And then there's a bunch of a bunch of stuff in the comics uh, too, where uh, that I've heard where like Snoke really like appeals to him and like relates like you know some information, manipulates him basically. Um, but yeah, and then there's that whole thing about you know like him telling Ray that like. You know, you came from nothing, I came from somewhere, but it was terrible. Let's just create, you know, a new a new future together, basically. But that future is not the right way of, you know, doing things. Mm. Um like because you could clearly tell that like Kylo was just not in the right mindset at that time. Like he was borderline on just cracking. You remember that scene at the end of Last Jedi where he says, More like that, yeah, yeah. like and Ray was like, nah. I mean, I would, but come on. No, we can't. No, don't do this right now. We just, we just teamed up. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> I like that scene a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. And the, uh, Kylo, I, uh, Kylo's acting and his, his dialogue. I just, I, I really, I really enjoy his character.
1: Yeah. I also think that Kylo is an excellent villain for our time. And the reason being is that, you know, I, I remember, I, you know, Force Awakens came out, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's, you know, instead of Darth Vader, we get this like whiny young, you yeah, know." Yeah, we got Crylo Kind of whatever for that. But but That's what I Anakin? Mean,
3: Anakin was that? What do you mean? Like, sure, Luke sure, was but, too. But,
1: but but the thing was with the yeah, thing Luke was with, the
3: same thing. Luke was also that. Yeah. Every Skywalker yeah, is l- that. learned it from <laughs> his dad. The They're problem.
1: all whiny. Yeah, but but besides at first, that, at least, I think at it's first,
3: b- at first, yeah,
1: yeah, at first, what 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 um what is. Relevant, I think, to our day and age is, in my opinion, um, a lot of what's happening and what's taking, you know, things in a very bad direction around the world often are uh, young men who don't know what to do with the pain and shame that they feel um, and Mm. feel uh, entitled to something uh, and um, and also Uh, sort of idolize this idea of the of you know the past in this case it's Darth Vader uh, that he sort of idolizes in some cases there's this idea of a certain you know maybe past time in a country or whatever you know uh, in in our world and I just think that it's the perfect like like he's essentially a guy who's becoming a fascist Um, and uh, and I think that's you know that's kind of perfect. Yeah. And I thought it was, it was excellent. Yeah, ex- yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, Vader is like the only, there's no one he can relate to anymore because Luke almost killed him. Han abandoned him. Leia was busy with her, her, her new Republic thing. Um, literally the only person that was left was Darth Vader, who is his grandfather, who is dead. And yeah. the reason I guess that appealed to him was because, well, he was powerful. I'll, I'll try to continue his legacy and be powerful like him, like it's my at this point it was, at that point it was basically his only path. It was the wrong path, but to him in his head it, it it was it was his only path you know, and he was young and impressionable yeah. So yeah, I think Kylo's story was was very well done.
2: I think it also helps that uh, and not to put Adam driver too much on a pedestal, but the guy's a brilliant actor and he is he's he,
3: fantastic
2: I think he elevated for me anyways. Every scene he was in, I didn't find it maudlin. I didn't find it uh, over. I found it so engaging to watch him as this very layered um, bad guy. But there was so much going on there. He wasn't just, it wasn't just good versus evil. I mean, there was so much in there. So I think Adam Driver really helped for me to not stomach those movies, but really, really enjoy them. I always wanted to see him on screen.
1: Yes.
0: Sorry if you guys. He can hear really, the ice cream truck, um. By the way. Oh, I, c- I couldn't hear it. <laughs> okay, good. As long as you guys can't oh, hear ice it, cream. I can hear oh. it, and it's an it's driving me crazy. Well, it's
2: an ice cream truck, so that's okay. You
3: said the, uh, yeah, the ice cream truck. He, um, I I. Oh man I, I forgot i forgot what i was gonna say i was i was distracted by the uh the, the ice cream, ice cream truck. Truck. I mean I didn't hear the ice cream truck, <laughs> but See, uh you, you yeah can't Kylo hear is it and it's uh,
0: distracting. That's how distracting the stupid oh, yeah. ice cream truck. Oh yeah, yeah I
3: remember I remember what I was gonna say now. Like, I remember what I was gonna say now. Like, Kylo is like he's not evil just to be evil. He's evil because uh he was neglected and he was very he's very immature. But he's also he legitimately wants respect. Like he wants to be respected and but the problem is he's kind of mixing that up with love. Because he never got he was never loved yeah. as a child or loved at all. Um and uh I think he got so obsessed with Darth Vader and like how everyone respected him and how everyone, you know, like, you know, would lay down their lives for him that he thought that he would he could substitute it with a dictatorship, I guess. Yeah. Well yeah. and
1: and what I what I found unique about it too is that you know he's not just like an Anakin clone and that you know Anakin went through what he went through you know it showed what happens when um you know good intentions go awry because he he's mm-hmm. acting out of love for Padme yeah. but selfishly so um and to the point where yeah. you know well, yeah. he 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 does evil whereas well, Kylo well, what what I really liked uh is is that it's like you know he has this you know, he sort of grows up with no, uh, with no control in his life over the things happening to him. You know, he feels like all all the, he's he's constantly be done uh, done wrong by all these parental figures, and so it makes sense going down this road. is is He's obsessed with finding control because it's the thing that he lacked in his life. You know, yeah. security, safety, and all these things he can. You know, he feels like he mm-hmm. can impose uh, because he's never had it. You know.
3: Yeah. Yeah and and just you know lack of love and empathy for himself like in general throughout his throughout his life and yeah i mean it's funny you say that about anakin because um anakin actually does kind of go through something similar but but on a not on like a destructive scale more so on like a like a like a mental scale like pretty much the entirety of clone wars is basically palpatine screwing with anakin all the way through (laughs) because he basically makes it so yeah. um, Like he, he makes it so that uh, he sets up this whole plan where uh, Obi-Wan would have to go in disguised because he Palpatine fabricated this plan where he was going to be assassinated. But the whole thing about it is don't tell Anakin, don't tell Anakin because like he, he, you know, he'll probably freak out and Palpatine was uh, told him, he was like, I don't think the Jedi are telling you, telling you that he actually might be still around. Like, why don't you go have a look? And he, yeah, so he essentially manipulated him and then he's like, okay, well, you all just lied to me. And then there's also the whole thing with Ahsoka and Palpatine manipulating that as well, where Ahsoka was kicked out of the, was about to be executed without the Jedi doing any real research, any real investigating or snooping. They were so under Palpatine's control at that point that they just didn't bother and oh man anakin was he was like mad like during that arc there was this right. great scene where she's on trial and the jedi and she's surrounded by a circle of jedi and she's like we found the defendant guilty and will be sentenced to public execution and anakin it like just he says like you can't do this and he like legit like pulls out his lightsaber ignites it and like the clones have to just like actually like hold him
0: back it's it's this fantastic scene yeah, that's why they're so, terrible. It, there's definitely they should, be, <laughs> they should all be dealt with, and we shouldn't have to deal with them anymore.
3: Well, yeah, it, it, well that's the thing. It, it goes into it goes attitude. into that as well. Like on our like. You're saying that as a joke, but it does I'm go not, into how, I, I am not uh, saying that I, as a joke. That's yeah, yeah.
0: my thing. Like Whenever they talk about oh. bringing balance to the force, it's always like, yes, we have to yeah. bring balance to the force. It's like, well, you can't have balance if you only mm-hmm. have good and zero yeah. evil. Like That's technically not balance. That's yeah. this one way up here and this one way down yeah. here.
1: I want to get you a t shirt that says vote Basically, yes on yeah. Order 66.
0: I would, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, no, no, Anakin, oh, No, because uh, my yeah. boy in uh, Republic Commando Darman, he was married to a Jedi, and so, like, she was actually pretty good. So that that <laughs> right. kind of sucked. Uh, uh, but no, I mean, like. It's a uh, Jedi? Yeah. Like, that's why I was hoping. Oh, well. Like, sorry. Uh, sorry. R- real quick. But, like, my last little tangent. That's why I was oh, hoping. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm
3: sorry. I'm talking too much anyway. Oh, no. You're good. You're
0: much. good. Like, that's why I was kind of hoping Kylo yeah. would have lived at the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker. Because mm. then it's like, mm. okay, so he's been good and then bad and he hasn't fully turned back over good but he's seen the error of his ways so he can do this new in between path where he understands the lure of the dark side and he understands the calling of good and he can walk this nice fine line so like that's why i was like oh that's perfect he's the gray he is this nice gray jedi that can be across and then they're like no it's just ray and that like really i was like dang it like yeah. Ray's
3: cool. They chickened out. They you
1: chickened out perfectly... at the end of that.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know what perfectly encap- encapsulates uh, Kylo's like gray attitude, basically. I think was when he went to go rescue Ray, and Ray passed him uh, Anakin and and Luke's lightsaber, and he had the he had the lightsaber, and he was fighting the nice Ren, And before that, he did that. He was just like, like he went like that. You know, like all right, here we go. Oh, man, like yeah, I I think that-, that shrug is just like. I guess we're, I guess I'm doing this. Like, I don't know what's, you know, I'm doing this for me and no one else at this point. So that, I think that was cool. But yeah, um, there's what I was going to basically just say was um, Clone Wars delves deep into just how corrupt the Jedi became because they're so under the thumb of the Senate and the politics. Um, That's also another reason why Ahsoka leaves, chooses to leave because they're so just like far gone from what they're supposed to be. Um, and there, and, uh, Anakin as well learns like over time, like, like there's this arc where, do you remember Saw Gerrera from Rogue One? Yeah. Um, yeah. Forrest Whitaker's character. He was originally a Clone Wars character and, uh, he was fighting a war on his planet, like a civil war and the Jedi couldn't help because it's a neutral territory. But Anakin, the entire episode was arguing, like, why does that matter? Like... Let's just, like, screw politics. Like, we just, people are indeed. We need to, like, help them. And Obi-Wan was like, listen, dude, I know. I feel the exact same way you do, but if we do this, who knows what will happen to us? And then Anakin is like, okay, listen, though. I know this guy on the black market. We can go under pseudonyms. He can help us out. And so that was, like, a really cool way of Anakin starting to, like, you know, do things his own way and starting to kind of go against the Jedi in, in a way for his own, uh, you know, it, honestly, I think that was a smart move because it he just goes to show the... how, how.
0: Yeah. learned that from yeah. like the three Qui-Gon, minutes he was with Qui-Gon. Say, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Qui-Gon. Cause like everyone on the council, like hated Qui-Gon because he was so like, I'm going to do things my way. And it's like, no, you can't just, you can't just train this Padawan. You already have one. And it's like, okay, then my ap- apprentice will do it. And it's like, what? You still a Padawan? Yeah, <laughs> the he was whole like, like, we, was like, we just, just like, like
0: to, I don't want you to we, teach this kid, but, I mean, I can't really stop you. Yeah. It, yeah, it's... Yeah, uh, and no, Yoda,
3: Yoda Yoda the entire time was just pissed because he was just like, it was his dying wish, but I really don't think it's a good idea because he's too old and he seems like he's really, really, like, emotionally insecure about everything. So, <clears throat> yeah.
2: Pissed I am. Yeah.
1: Can yeah. we um can we uh talk quickly about the the thing that that sparked that my involvement in this, which is uh that moment at the end of Rise of Skywalker and why it just for me I I don't have I don't have a problem with Ray. I don't I think the Mary Sue thing is a silly argument. I think that you could easily put that on on Luke. What bugs me is the bizarre moment at the end of Rise of Skywalker where um She does the I'm all the Jedi and blasts him to shit or whatever happens. Um, (laughs) And it just betrays the, the whole thematic sort of message behind, you know, at the end of return of the Jedi, when when Luke defeats evil by, by saying no to violence and throwing away his lightsaber uh, and, you know, ultimately saving his father, who then, you know, as an act of basically atonement, you know, throws the emperor down the shaft. But that's the, that's sort of the, the, the amazing revolutionary kind of thing about the end of Return of the Jedi is that the hero is just like, you know what? Fucking kill me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to give in to, to anger. Um, and for Ray, it was just like, the message was just like, well, this guy's really bad. He's yeah. like, really, really bad. So like, it's okay. You know, I get him. I also so think maybe it was this. I don't get. I, I don't think, get that message yeah. on a mythological level. I just don't get. Yeah. Like that bugged me. That that just. Uh, that really I really bugged me.
3: I sometimes like to think that because she's literally Palpatine's kid, that maybe that that could be like she's got that Palpatine dark side blood in her. So I don't know. I mean, but, she literally shoots force lightning in that movie which is like a super forbidden technique yeah it's like, but they
1: super sith like, but they don't they don't portray it as she's doing something wrong they portray it as a heroic moment of her defeating palpatine oh yeah uh, yeah rather violently oh, okay. do you know what i mean I so like that's what that's why it's for me it's just like yeah i'm just like uh, i just feel like that really kind of betrays the whole kind of message of the previous six movies you know do you know what uh, question: oh, I don't remember. I did see that what you
0: mean? Did that kill yeah. her? I see. Uh, did that? Ki- yes, it killed her. Okay, so the Jedi, again, for their own selfish thing, they wanted right. Palpatine defeated and basically killed Ray. So there you go. That's what I'm thing. talking it's about. Like... Jedi suck. They're the worst. <laughs> Jedi are terrible. We should get rid of a lot of them.
1: Oh, Jason, what do you think? Also, are you, do you think I, I'm crazy just... on this. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, oh, Nick. Sorry.
3: Um, you know that. Oh, oh, am I, am I going or is Jason going? Go ahead. Uh, Jason, you go. Oh, okay. Everyone's um, so polite. All
0: you Canadians are all so polite. I, I think there's a, there's a slight no, you delay. I'll no, yeah. <laughs> be yeah, it, impolite. I'm American. Nick, the... say what you want to say I, and then Jason will say what he wants
3: I, to say. I was just going to say, like, I'm pretty sure, like, this is just me and I haven't done any research into it. But I'm pretty sure that the power that Kylo uses at the end of Rise of Skywalker and the one that Ray uses earlier in the film is that power that Anakin was trying to get in episode three that was like super right. duper dark side dangerous. Do not use love
1: um, and friendship.
3: <laughs> no, it's, you know, the, the power to save Padme, like save the ones you love. But it's yeah, like, to,
1: to save the one you love. Right. Yeah.
3: I I but I it's, don't it's, the thing it's, is it's, like Palpatine says it's unnatural yeah. right
0: it's true love's kiss I mean it's very Disney
3: I I I like I, again like I don't know it's probably not that because again it's Palpatine he's almost never telling the truth if at all I can't really think of a single time he ever told the truth to anyone to be honest <laughs> but um <laughs> I, I don't I'm not I'm not sure now that none of them thinking about it
0: uh in episode one he said that he would uh stop the ball the blockade from happening so i mean i guess technically he did that so palpatine yeah for his own (laughs) (laughs) gain.
3: yeah for 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 supreme power of
0: the senate that's the only reason why he did that man he was so Uh, good like i like like i said i'm just gonna
1: say the economy under palpatine was was pretty great Like the, the Galactic <laughs> Stock
0: Market was through the roof.
1: Um <laughs>
0: uh yeah, like I I just finished watching uh episode one, like before we started, like literally like maybe 15 minutes before we started. I've finished it. And watching that I'd be like, he is playing Padme so well when she's on course. I'd be like, I mean, like, but Chancellor Valorum's done so much where it's like, yeah, but I mean, he's with the bureaucrats, and I'll stop the bureaucrats. And it's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, makes, yeah, I'm just like, poor like, Chancellor Valorum. I wonder what happened to him. Disney Plus, I want to know what happened to Clone Chancellor Wars. Valorum has- and Broomkid.
3: He's actually, Valorum's in Clone Wars. He's retired.
0: They he, kill him, he though? He lives on
3: Coruscant, and he gives some advice to Yoda, actually.
0: Oh, good what for about, Valorum.
3: Um, from you know, Sifo-Dyas, the guy that's mentioned in episode two, who commissioned the creation of the clone troopers. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. go into his origin story about how he died and, and everything and the creation of them. Um, but yeah, and that that part where where Palpatine's like, please don't go back to Naboo. Like, come here. You know, stay here where it's safe. Like, he's totally trying to play the nice guy. Like, he's so yeah. trying to be like on on his side and on her side. And he's you know, like you said, he's like, I don't know if I. I, but Valorum's done so much. I I don't know if I'd be uh, like a good as good of a leader as him. And it's like he said, he's like bureaucrats, and he's like, hmm.
0: Like I would. In, then, in sorry. Uh, it's like,
3: oh well. I'm glad you say that. And then in his head. Hmm.
0: Jason, before you take the floor, um, I, I was like watching that again. Like, so Bale Antilles from Alderaan is vying for uh, chancellorship with some, someone from Malastar and uh, Palpatine. a like, team from Malastar. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I like, but I was like, Bail Antilles. So it was like, so did he marry Organa and take Organa's name? Because that's pretty baller. Like, so did he marry a princess? So like, did the
1: senator marry a princess?
0: Is that how that works? I don't works? know. I think
1: it's a different, I think it's a different Bail. I think it's a different. Really? So is Bale just Guest. like
0: the Andorian? I mean, the, the Andorian. Probably never know. We'll the never know. Uh, Alderanian for like John. Is that what yeah. that is?
1: Yeah, Bale. Oh, okay. Bale. Yes. yes. Interesting. Okay.
3: <laughs> That's something even I don't know, <laughs> which is surprising. <laughs> I guess. Oh my yeah. god!
0: So many Antilles. Uh, Jason, what yeah. you got for us? Sorry.
2: Uh just answering Adrian's question. I do. I do very uh, firmly believe that. Not to get too dramatic, but there is definitely a betrayal of the Star Wars mythos uh, in in uh, Rise of Skywalker. The, the the flip side of that is I I, I really really like that movie a lot from start to finish. I did it had too. issues, but I really I wanted to see I wanted to see Kylo save the day not so that he saved ray but because i just wanted to see him kick some ass yeah i want to yeah. see him be
0: like he wants to save the day because he wants to save the day he but i can understand
2: i can understand them not wanting him to be the savior of that they wanted ray to finish that and to complete that and he did have that moment with the knights where he takes them out Um, so yeah. maybe that was his one little spotlight so i wasn't i was still super excited to see that ending uh but it's yeah. not it's not the one I wanted to to see but I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. I know there was lots wrong with it but Adrian's point is very very valid that whole mythos gets there's like a what about what ha, what about the last 30 years yeah. of stuff or 40 whatever yeah
0: those don't matter
1: <laughs> yeah like just, I don't legends, understand Jason legends
2: should always have a message you know
1: myths yeah. should always have that like a, a that message behind it and I think they just kind of muddied the message I loved Kylo in the film I loved his arc and and you know even ray i mean i personally would have preferred uh ryan johnson's take to stay in terms of her being not related to anybody yeah uh, just yes, because that's absolutely kind of new to explore that would have been really cool but i get it like they went with the palpatine thing and and i still i don't think that was necessarily you know horrendous choice but uh but yeah it's just the moment of of how ray ultimately defeats evil that really bugged me and then there's one other thing I'll I'll throw up and this kind of bugs me throughout the the new movies is there's this kind of um uh i feel like it's uh, a misunderstanding of the force in that there's this kind of new thing that shows up in the new movies where it's like they used the force so hard that they died and I always felt that, that physical strength, you know, like it happened to Leia, it happened to Luke, and then it happens to Kylo at the end. Physical strength was never something like your own personal, you know, that that, that never had anything to do with your ability to, you know, judge me by my size, do you with Yoda, right? And it it was just, it was that this thing was like this sort of uh, uh, power that, you know, you could have, have access to if you were, you know, connected enough. And it never—it was never like a—you had a mana jar that drains as you use it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that just kind of—I don't know—if that kind of bug, bugged me in the new movies. I, but I like... don't want to be curmudgeonly and just complain about things, but that—that just—I just—I don't know. It's just, it's just like—it's uh, weird that its, it's like uh, you used it so much that now you're dead. You know? Luke's—I
3: uh. really liked the way the the way Luke did it in Episode Eight. I actually—I really—I really liked. I think his made sense because he's not actually like he's not actually fighting anyone like physically he's not actually doing anything like he just he uses up so much of his his body and his life energy and his force that he just he just disintegrates basically like i didn't like that that, that's it you didn't like that but that's what i'm saying is that there's no
1: precedent for that internal there's no reason why
2: no reason why luke couldn't have just stayed living on that island enjoying life but now feeling fulfilled and he didn't, See, have to, didn't have to have to do... die because he overused the force.
0: Yeah, the the way yeah. that they used the force in the sequel stuff it makes zero sense to me. Like I've I'm not like it, it's all super weird. Like if, if they could force project, why weren't all the Jedi force projecting into the council and because instead it of kills using them. <laughs> Is that it? It's like do they just die? Did Luke die because he hadn't done enough force sit ups? Like if they
1: force project with a fly on their arm, do they become half fly? <laughs> <laughs> brundle Jedi. Or... <laughs> brundle Brundle Jedi. I, that's why, that's what that's what
0: happened to Plo Koon That's why he was in the mask. He, he was, he was next to like well, a good. droid well, and just something in, weird. In the
3: pre- in the prequels, they have a they have a reason for it, and it's it's because Palpatine is like, is so in all of their heads, like he's obtained so much power at that by the by the end of episode two that he's basically like, he's basically got it down, like you know he's controlling the Jedi like that. That's the that's a whole thing in in Clone Wars is, is about is like. They can't the Jedi just cannot think clearly.
0: Because well, they're so, Their judgment then? is so clouded. Well, why couldn't Qui-Gon think? Because Qui-Gon is like this outlier of Jedi people, and so is Obi-Wan and uh uh I mean, I guess does Quinlan Voss, does he exist in this new stuff? Is he is he around? Yes, he Okay.
3: He's referenced in, in Revenge of the Sith, but I don't think he ever shows up. I what was he in? Was he in one of the books? He was in the book stuff uh, he was he
0: was he was very popular in the books in the in the comics like he was like the man
3: yeah he's referenced yeah he's referenced in the in revenge of the sith but i don't not sure about anything else but um yeah i anyway that's that that's that's always saying about that is that the prequels i think um explained it for for that purpose at least mm-hmm
0: uh guys thank you so much for coming on and talking star wars let's let's do it again sometime soon uh maybe when more star Wars comes out and we can talk about that um uh, but first off uh yeah when that obi-wan series drops i'd love yeah that'd be be fun uh so 2024 you guys will be back on and we'll do it nick and where can everybody find you social wise I am on Twitter at Nick double underscore
3: Wolfhard and I am on Instagram at uh, the Wolfhard. Nice. Uh, Adrian?
1: Uh, Adrian Petru on Twitter and Adrian Petru on Instagram.
2: Jason? At symbol a boy Simpson on Twitter. (laughs) And (laughs) Simstagram. Simstagrams on Instagram
0: nice uh, and you can find me on twitter and instagram at josh l kane you can find the podcast on instagram at what's up fandom on twitter at what's up fandom pc for podcast uh all podcast episodes available itunes stitcher Podbean, google play spotify youtube uh animation be sure and uh rate and review us uh the intro and outro are by one out of ten follow them on social at one out of ten check them out on spotify uh they do our intro and outro for us super cool band um from here in beautiful glendale california um my name is josh and i'm upset that nobody mentioned my star trek shirt that i was, wearing I was for this star well. wars thing i was pretty upset that nobody mentioned that so on that bombshell thanks again everybody bye thanks bye oh, bye
1: bye bye I'm at the